0: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Don't Eat Your Young. I'm your host, Beth Quass. Today we have Jill Brandle on the show. She's been an RN for many years, working mainly in psych mental health, which took her to move her career into a different path. So I'm excited to have her today to talk about some of the things she's used to help herself get through some tough times, and hopefully uh, maybe help out you as well. I'd like to welcome Jill to the show. Hi, Jill. I'm so happy to have you on the show today.
1: Hi, Beth. I'm so glad to be here.
0: Tell us a little bit about yourself and your nursing journey.
1: Absolutely. So my name's Jill Brandle. I'm a holistic psychiatric nurse practitioner. And my nursing journey started out, uh, I worked 15 years as a psychiatric nurse um, in a major medical center as a registered nurse. Um, after doing that for about 15 years, I had gone back to school and became a psychiatric nurse practitioner. And from there I worked in a outpatient clinic for about seven years. And then what happened was the most spectacular burnout that can ever happen. And I had a burnout, So I had a really serious burnout um, that I think started in around 2020 and culminated in 2021 with me actually leaving my job and then starting up a private practice. And, you know, I can so relate to everything
0: that you've gone through because I've been there myself. And I think a lot of people that listen to the show can also relate. What do you think brought you to that point? Was it a culmination of all those years? Was it the job? Was it the population?
1: Yeah, I think looking back, it was a lot of factors. I know that when I was in it, um, I really wanted to place all of the blame on the medical system. And, uh, you know, there are definitely so many problems with the medical system. And, you know, I do not dispute that that is very real and that is something that nurses are dealing with every day all of their all of the time that they're spending working. Um so that is very real and I can speak to some of that too, but I think in retrospect and after I was able to step away from that what I was actually able to see was that all of my own stress and all of my own trauma which started, you know, back in childhood really was part of the underlying factor as well. And so what I've come to understand is that when people have kind of this combination of childhood trauma or other traumas, even workplace traumas as a nurse, um, and then we're also dealing on top of that with the stressors of the profession, it really can create kind of the perfect recipe for experiencing severe burnout Uh, I agree. And I I think we've
0: probably both seen it. Well, we've seen it in ourselves. We see it in our colleagues. I see it in students coming in. Um, This stress happens way before you get out and start working as a licensed nurse anywhere. What do you think? Is there anything we can do earlier
1: on? Do you think to help nurses set themselves up for success? Absolutely. I think that anybody who's going into some kind of healthcare role, healthcare profession, or even a caregiving role, it would be very healthy and very valuable to take some time to examine why we are going into these professions or why we are maybe choosing to do the work that we do, Um, because it's important work, it's needed work, um, it's it's good work in the sense that um, I know that the people who go into these professions, including you and I, Beth, um, are very often very caring and loving people. Um, However, a lot of times people, including myself, initially are drawn to those professions, sometimes for subconscious reasons, and that we are maybe looking to, um, find validation in that job, in that profession. For example, um, a feeling of being needed, a feeling of achievement, a feeling of, um, self-worth, uh, And some of those things can be tied to childhood traumas where we are then subconsciously going into our work, looking to get those needs met. And so doing that work, doing some of the healing work beforehand so that we have the opportunity to regulate our nervous systems and go into work, knowing how to set boundaries, knowing our worth, knowing that we are worthy of being treated well and having um, safety and having a voice and those kind of things can go such a long way. There is so much to talk about here. And I know
0: you've created, you know, a way to help people through all of this. When you, when we talk about nurses needing an identity, and I know that's true. People identify with their profession oftentimes. Talk a little bit more about that. I know you've touched on it. Talk a little bit more about how do we get there?
1: That is so good, Beth. I mean, when I think back about how I felt and how I was even working in the major medical center, both as an RN and then for years as an outpatient psychiatric nurse practitioner, I really look back and I feel like, wow, a lot of that was my identity And because of that, I would tell myself stories like, well, you know, this is the profession I chose. This is the work I do. So of course, I'm going to come home and be exhausted and not feel like I have energy or time to spend with my family, with my loved ones. Um, You know, of course, it's just sort of like it just goes with the territory. Like I'm a nurse, therefore, uh, yes, I'm going to be exhausted, traumatized potentially on the verge of burnout off and on over the years. And sort of like, this is just what it is. This is just how it is part of my identity. Um, And I think that we can as nurses and as healthcare professionals just get very wrapped up in like, this is my identity. This is what gives me worth. This is what gives me a sense of value and importance in the world. And then because of that, you know, all of the, all of the ways that it affects us in the rest of our life. um, We sort of just take it like, well, this is how it's got to be.
0: Oh, you hit the nail on that. If (laughs) I could have all those evenings of exhaustion back and, you know, we sit and you're right. We think that's just how it is. And you trudge through each day. Tell us how it could
1: be, how it should be. Oh, how it could be how it should be. So I had to learn this, you know, what I will call the hard way, right? Like, I did not just somehow flip a switch in my head and say, you know what, I'm tired of living this way, I'm gonna choose a different way, because I want to feel good. Um, It took me getting totally burned out and basically unable to function anymore before I was then able to look inside and do the inner work of saying, wait a minute, is this really all there is to life as a healthcare worker? Um, And now uh, it's been about a year and a half since I left that role. I wanna say uh, the research shows it takes on average three years to recover from burnout. And so I would say for me, that's been, um, it has taken a while. And now, truly, I feel better than I ever have in my life. I have so much joy. I have so much peace. My nervous system is regulated. I love myself. I know my worth. And I just feel so amazing most days that if somebody would have told me a year and a half ago that I could feel as good as I do now, I would not have believed them. That is so fantastic.
0: I'm so glad you've gotten to that point. And I know you said it wasn't like flipping a switch. I think for me, I would look at the reaction from my coworkers on what I was saying and how they were reacting. And I felt them pulling back because I was so cynical, so angry, so I just didn't want to be there anymore. And I could watch them pull away from me and that's when I thought this isn't me this isn't who I am or who I want to be so that's how I think
1: I got to where I needed to make the switch absolutely I you know and talking about mental health the mental health of nurses is has become a tremendous passion of mine now it's um one of those turn your pain into your purpose things um And I know I too felt that way when I was in burnout, I felt so irritated and angry and frustrated (laughs) with the medical system. And I just wanted to be like, I am just a cog in a wheel. And this system is just destroying my life and all of this stuff, you know, and while some of that can be true and is true, um, In the sense that the system is very dysfunctional and broken and causes harm to nurses. And I believe that. What I also know now is there was a big level of personal responsibility that at the time I wasn't able to or willing to face. (laughs)
0: It is a hard (laughs) realization
1: to come to because you know it's going to change
0: your whole life. Yeah. it has to. You can't continue doing the same thing and think that it's going to get better if you don't make some choices to change as well. So what do you think is step one?
1: Yeah, step one is just what you were saying, Beth. It's so true. It's like we have to actually just stop and take stock of where we are and say, you know what? Obviously waiting it out isn't working. Um obviously taking a few extra days off here and there isn't working. Um, clearly repeating my same old habits of going home after work and eating frozen pizza and laying on the couch until bedtime (laughs) watching Netflix isn't working. But boy, is that fun?
0: Some days,
1: (laughs) (laughs) some days it's fun and it's okay. Yeah. And, you know, I think even one of the biggest points I think was like, just blaming everything and everybody else for the way I was living my life also wasn't working. And so the first step is getting real and getting honest with ourselves. And that's what I had to do. I had to get real. I had to get honest. And I had to say to myself, if it's meant to be, it's up to me. And I'm the only one who can change my life. And I have to choose. That is so important for people to know it's, it's a
0: choice. You can do it or you can stay. Um, And then you have to deal with that as well. And I, have you ever had anybody ask you, so I'm going to ask you, as a psych mental health nurse, couldn't you heal yourself?
1: Yeah, that's such a good question. Uh, Because that's what I told myself. I thought, well, I know this, like I have a master's degree in psychiatric nursing. I have all of the clinical knowledge. I have clinical experience. Um, I'm great at my job. But the thing was that knowing it wasn't the same as living it. Um, And there was so much shame there. I just really want to talk about for a moment, the shame Mm -hmm. that goes on when it comes to us as nurses um, discussing our mental health or even just speaking about it to somebody else. And I feel like that is also one of the first steps is to be okay with admitting that we too, even though we are in a caregiving profession, we too need and deserve support. And there is absolutely nothing shameful about that.
0: (laughs) So well said. I'm hoping that the more we talk about it, the easier it will get for people to talk. But boy, when you're in a busy shift and you're dealing with patients dying and almost dying and not doing well, and you're making some real big decisions to help them. And then you have to go into the next room and pretend that didn't happen. That
1: has to take a toll on people. It absolutely does. There is a tremendous amount of secondary trauma, vicarious trauma that goes on in the nursing profession. Um, and I think, you know, and I had kind of this mindset as well for years of like, well, shoot, I can handle anything. I've seen it all. I've done it all. Like when I was would work as the charge nurse and we would have these violent patients, you know, and all of these serious situations going on, um, you know, The other nurses would just say to me, like, Jill, you are just unflappable. You're so calm, and da da da. And it's like, yes, we do have to kind of shut it off when we are at work. But the problem was, I never turned it back on and processed the emotion. I never felt the emotion. I never went in and allowed myself to release the stress and the trauma and to heal from those experiences that I had. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a 10 minute, um, little conference in, in the med room after one of those incidents isn't enough to process the enormous emotional and psychological toll that these experiences have on our nervous systems.
0: I want to hear more about that because I'm kind of a science geek, but the violence is just escalating all across healthcare. And it seems like nurses and nurses aides and those in the rooms the
1: most often are the ones that are really taking the brunt of that. Absolutely, absolutely. So I really want to talk for a moment about PTSD, about post-traumatic stress disorder, because there is no doubt in my mind that uh, nurses are suffering from that. In fact, there is research to show that healthcare workers have rates of PTSD equal to um people who have been in combat wow. um military because here's the thing. when we are in those environments and we are fearful for our safety, we are fearful for our lives. We are worried that we may get attacked, killed. Um, we're, you know, even just getting yelled at, spit on, bodily fluids thrown, like, all of these things. And then, you know, there is the double, the in, adding insult to injury, because unfortunately, what I hear from so many nurses and what I experienced as well in my career is that uh, whenever something goes wrong, whenever a patient hurts us, then we are asked what we could have done differently to prevent that from happening. And we don't have the safeguards in place as far as having enough staff as far as having, um, enough protection to keep ourselves safe. So our nervous systems are truly in a state where we are fearing for our safety almost every time we go to work. And we don't just turn that off when we go home, that hypervigilance, that being easily startled, um, trouble, sleeping, nightmares, flashbacks. We feel it in our bodies. (laughs) I am so glad you said that, and I'm sure
0: people listening will will think the same thing. Yeah, we do go through that. That is real. It is not something made up. It's not on a TV show. That is real. And I have been uh, as a manager in a facility where HR we do a root cause analysis for whatever happened, and HR would come in, and the first question that was asked of that nurse was, "What could you have done differently?" that places blame
1: on someone that was the victim in my mind. Absolutely. It absolutely does. And so here's the thing too, when these kind of experiences happen, not only as nurses are we dealing with the trauma and the acute stress response of what's just happened, but then we are also dealing with all of our childhood trauma getting activated from previous experiences we may, may have had growing up where we felt potentially like our needs don't matter. We aren't worthy. We are a burden to people. We should just keep quiet. Um, you know, all of those kind of things that can be childhood trauma from the way that the adults in our lives treated us or behaved around us. And so those traumas and triggers are getting activated on top of the current stressor. And then we are just sort of like, well, we just go home and, you know, like it's just another day at the office, so to speak. Yeah.
0: Well, and I know you've, you've told us what step one is now, what are you doing? What have you done to heal yourself? And what are you doing to help other
1: people? Oh, that's such a good question. And I love to talk about this. Um, One of the reasons I really love to talk about this, of how I've managed to be able to heal myself, um, and by heal myself, I don't mean to say that I did it alone because to heal myself, I asked, I asked for help. I received support. I went to therapy and I'll speak about that. Um, the first thing I did was, you know, getting real with myself. And then the second thing was that I started going to therapy I allowed myself to receive support. I allowed myself to be human. I allowed myself to be witnessed in my experiences and receive support. Um, And I do believe that it's important to seek out somebody who can provide trauma-specific support um, and to look at things that are considered mind-body modalities that are evidence-based for trauma treatment. Uh, So I would say a couple of the things that have helped me quite a bit are there's a therapy modality called accelerated resolution therapy, which uses eye movements to help release trauma from the body. That has been tremendously helpful to me. Um, In fact, I trained in it and I now offer it to people. Um, And then just things like hypnotherapy, breath work. Um, getting into the physical body, because we talked about this earlier, Beth, that as nurses, we can be so good at just shutting it all off. And in order to access all of that kind of trapped emotional energy, we need, need to go into the body. Oftentimes just talking about it isn't enough. We need to move that emotional energy out of the body so that we can release it and restore ourselves to a healthy, balanced nervous system. How does that work on the nervous system? Yeah, so what it does is it allows us to so the eye movements, they're bilateral movements, moving the eyes left and right, and what that does is it it creates a sense of calm and nervous system regulation in the brain by accessing different parts of the brain, then talk therapy alone will access. And so as we are recalling the potentially the the traumatic memories, the incidents that have contributed to the trauma response in the body, we can move those eyes back and forth and follow a sequence of processing that helps calm the brain and calm the body and the nervous system as we are recalling the event so that at the end of the session, we are able to then recall the event in a factual way without that nervous system response going over the top that's incredible to me the body's an amazing thing
0: i give drugs for a living so i know what drugs do to the body and we talked about this before you can change the chemistry in your brain and in your body without the use of drugs talk a little bit about
1: that Yes, you absolutely can. So, um, you know, I will say that when I was in the midst of my burnout, uh, Beth, and I know I shared this with you that at one point I was on five different medications to help my mental health. Um, I was on antidepressant medication, ADHD medication, anxiety meds, sleep meds. Um, when I was really in the thick of my burnout, um, and those did, those did not do anything to heal what was going on underneath. They did not do anything to heal the underlying trauma. Now, I am not saying that there's anything wrong with medications. Certainly medications can help people when they are really needing that extra layer of support. Um, and on top of that, We've got to be willing to do the deeper work to heal these things at the root cause so that they don't keep showing up as symptoms um, over the years because it just can keep coming back if we don't deal with the root cause. So creating safety in the body and creating safety in the nervous system by dealing with the traumas at the root cause is really what we want to do in order to change the way the nervous system is functioning And essentially to shut down all of those alarm bells that are going off in our fight or flight, in our our, um, fear centers, the amygdala, um, all of the cortisol release, like all of the hormonal uh, things that go on in a flood when we feel triggered into a trauma response. That
0: will be so good for people to hear because the I did not know any of this until until I started this podcast and meeting people like you that that was even a thing, you know, you tradition, you go in, you tell them you are depressed, or you're having anxiety. And the first thing most people think of is you're going to be put on a medication. How's that going to affect me. But by healing without those medications, and taming those hormones that are not good in and of themselves if they're in, you know, high levels in the body is amazing to me. So what you're doing is just, I think, something
1: so many people need to learn about. Absolutely. And I feel that, you know, I want to keep talking about this, and I will keep talking about this, because when I was going through it, I was Googling and searching online and looking for help and support and, you know, Googling things like nurse burnout and nurse mental health issues and all of this stuff. And, you know, I really wasn't finding anything that was made just for nurses who are going through this. Um, And so because of that, I created I created that community and I'm so excited. I'd love to share that with you, Beth, and tell you what I'm creating here. Go ahead. I want to hear about it. <laughs> Yeah. So it's called Bodacious Radiance Academy and it's a six month mind body healing immersion specifically for nurses. And so during this six month healing immersion, we'll be meeting virtually and I'll be leading the participants through a process to help them heal themselves from whatever it is that's going on in their lives. Um, We'll be doing things like hypnotherapy, breath work, Uh, guided meditations, yoga, I will also be offering um, individual healing sessions with each participant as part of that package deal. And I think one of the biggest benefits of doing this in community, so it'll be a private virtual community that we'll meet on zoom, is that other people can share their stories with one another. And shame cannot live when we speak our truth. And it is going to be so powerful to witness the healing of the other nurses in the group, in this community, because oftentimes when one heals, we all heal. When one tells her story and works on healing that everyone else almost always goes, oh my gosh, me too. I can so relate to what's going on. And by letting ourselves be seen and held in community. There is tremendous healing power in that. And I'm just so excited to launch that. It'll be starting at the start of the year. Enrollment is opening in a couple of weeks and it is going to be truly life-changing. I cannot
0: wait to hear more about it because I think so many people need it. And what I would love to see in the future is hospitals covering those costs and paying for that or insurance. It doesn't matter. I think, um,
1: do you think that will ever happen? I would love to see that happen. I would love to see that happen because nurses deserve that. Nurses deserve to work in environments where they feel safe, where they feel like they're getting their medical needs met, including their mental health needs. because there is still such such a stigma and such a disconnect when it comes to seeking out and receiving mental health support. And I am, it feels like one of my life's work projects to speak about this and to continue to normalize that our brain is part of the body, just like every other part. And it too needs support and needs to uh, receive care in order to function in a healthy way that
0: brings me to a question do you ever have someone or have you had or that says i really love my job i love the unit i work on it's toxic but i love what i do can people heal and learn
1: to take care of themselves while still working in that space Yeah, so that's, so what I find is that as we can heal our trauma, um, regardless of how much we do or don't like our job, and I think sometimes it can be, we feel pretty okay about it for a while. And then for a while, it's like, oh, this is just awful. And then it kind of ebbs and flows. Um, At least that was my experience over the years. But even for somebody who feels largely that they enjoy their job, We want to prevent burnout. We want to teach all of these skills so that people can truly take care of themselves and have a deeper understanding of how their life experiences, even before becoming a nurse, may impact the way that their mental health journey goes over time. Um, And so even being proactive before disaster strikes, before people... hopefully never get as burned out as I was, although I know that they're out there. Um, It doesn't, you know, we don't have to wait until we can barely get out of bed and barely function before we allow ourselves to receive some support. So whether people identify with being deeply burned out as I was, or maybe just identifying that they're living in chronic stress, receiving support is useful. What you're
0: doing is I think going to benefit so many people and it's good to hear that
1: people don't have to change everything to start healing themselves. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, because I know there are a lot of nurses out there who do, you know, love the profession and love the work. Um, and it's it's the environment it's the challenges of the environment that are taking their toll and so i think one of the biggest benefits and takeaways from um doing a program like the one that i'm offering is getting a sense of clarity you know because mm-hmm. when we are in chronic stress it's very hard to be clear about our goals and dreams in life about, you know, where where we're going in life, because truly often we are simply in survival mode. And when we're just in survival mode day to day, and all we're looking at is how can I get through this shift? Or how can I get through this week so I can get to my days off? Um, that's survival mode. And I I look back, I was in that for decades. I really was. And what I want to empower people to do is go beyond survival mode and from just surviving to thriving. I love that.
0: Is there a time frame? Is everyone individual
1: in how they heal and move on? Yeah, I would say so. Um, I think some people like, well, I guess like me, uh, I waited to (laughs) seek help until I just couldn't go anymore. I waited until the burnout really just kind of took me down to the bottom of the depths of despair and hopelessness and shame and misery. Um, And that will be some people, some of the listeners may identify with feeling that way. If you are that person, I just want to tell you, uh, there is hope to be had. This is not your fault. You can heal from this. And you have to choose, okay, you've got to choose um, sending those people so much love, because that's such a painful place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, other people may realize maybe they see their coworkers kind of thrashing and sinking and realize like, Oh, gosh, like, maybe I don't want to kind of let it get to that point. I think I'll reach out and get some support. And um get some clarity on how I can live my fullest life before it gets to the point where I can't function. Mm-hmm. Um, and that takes a certain boldness and bravery. The, the name I chose for this program that I'm releasing, the Bodacious Radiance Academy. So bodacious, um, meaning just boldly audacious. I think it takes a certain audacity to kind of say like, hey, I love myself. I am worth it. I am going to speak out, I'm going to be true to me, I'm going to kind of go against the grain in some way and boldly go after joy in my life. Um, And so that's why the name bodacious. And it's also a little bit of a nod to like the mind body connection, because I think sometimes when we think of bodacious, we think of like the body, you know. Um, And really, when we do the mind body healing, that's where those deep benefits come from. So yeah, there will be all uh, all types of people, all, all p- people on different um, paths and different steps on their journey. And I feel that anyone and everyone can benefit from coming into that space to heal. I would like to see every nurse everywhere have, you know, the
0: ability to go through that and and take care of themselves from the beginning
1: all the way through their careers. Absolutely. I think the thing that I want to say to the listeners is, um, you are so much more than your profession. You are so much more than your profession. You can have so much joy in your life. You can have fun. You can be in love with life. You can be healthy mind, body, and spirit, Um, And even if you're not hating your job and you're thinking, well, what's the big deal? Yeah. Nursing's hard, but like, I'm doing okay. Here's the thing. Sometimes we can fool ourselves. We can think we're doing okay. And we may be doing amazing at work. I mean, many nurses, it's like, you can go and do amazing work and and crush it during your shift. But what is the rest of your life looking like? Like, You know, what are your relationships looking like? What is your physical health looking like? What are the goals that you keep telling yourself you're going to go after because you know they will bring you joy and fulfillment, but it's just not happening because you don't have the energy. So those are some of the things that we can also look at because I want to see nurses loving their life as a whole. Not yeah. just leaving the rest of their life uh, with kind of the scraps of their energy, which is what I did for decades.
0: Yeah, at the end of the day, if there's nothing left, it's hard to take care of yourself and the important people around you. I Absolutely. totally agree with that.
1: So where can people find you? Yes, so my website is jillbrandle.com. That's J-I-L-L brand Uh, My Instagram is Jill Brandle A-P-R-N. And so those, and my uh, Facebook as well. So I have a Facebook, I have Instagram, uh, I have my website, and I just want to create a sense of connection and community out there for those who are looking for it.
0: I think that is incredible. I'm going to find that myself so I can start <laughs> listening to you more. I think what you're doing is just amazing. And I hope so many people come and find you that are, that need help that want to change that want to feel better
1: because I think you are the real deal. Thank you, Beth. I appreciate that. It really is. Again, one of those, my pain uh, became my purpose and, uh, I wanted to mention, too, that I also do individual sessions with people. I do individual one-on-one therapy healing and trauma healing and other and even coaching and things like that for people who are looking for that, um, as well as this group container that I described. and. I'm so excited to bring my combination of my lived experience and that those hard-earned lived experiences through my own severe burnout um, and combine that with uh, my clinical expertise as a psychiatric nurse practitioner, um, I really feel that it's the best of both worlds, um, also combined with a a good sense of humor. That's important too. I know (laughs) laughing is good. (laughs) Yes.
0: As sad as I am that you had to go through all that, I really think you will help others because of that.
1: I feel that too. I feel that um, as I would have never said this a year or two ago when I was in it, but I truly am grateful for the lessons I have learned through this experience. It was very hard. It was the one of the hardest periods I have ever gone through in my life and it lasted a long time but now that I am on the other side of it I truly am grateful for those lessons because I would not be who I am today without it and I am absolutely loving life it actually shook me awake it awakened me it opened my eyes it expanded my heart it made me see that life does not have to be that way And I can promise you, Beth, I will never go back to that way of life again. Um, And I'm grateful for those lessons.
0: I'm excited for the people that can find you. And after they talk to you, they can say the same thing. You know, however long it takes. Absolutely. Jill, thank you so much for coming on today. I want to have you back after uh, you start doing this for a while and bringing these communities together. And I want you to tell us how
1: it's going. I would absolutely love that. I'm so excited to share. Thank you, thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me, Beth.
0: I just want to say thanks again to Jill for being on the show. The recognition that she brings to the mental health issues going on in nursing right now, especially talking about PTSD that I think uh, we know a lot of people are going through in our current state in our profession. So I appreciate her coming on and bringing that up. And if you want to find Jill, please look in the show notes uh, and you'll find all of her contact information there. I hope all of you are doing well and be safe out there.